We all have dreams. Some people seem to live theirs while others seem to struggle. This is, however, merely a perception. What if you could get the answers you needed to execute on your dreams? Welcome to the Platinum Mask Podcast, a show designed to ask various young professionals just how they deal with their specific ups and downs. How does one young upstart navigate competing with name brand companies? Where do we get the best tools? How do we grow from our stress and anxiety? Most importantly, how do we properly utilize our cash flow? The Platinum Mask Podcast with your host, Grayson Mask. We wanted answers, so we're going out to get them and sharing them with you. Let's get right into today's episode. Hello to everyone listening to That Plan Mask Podcast. I am Grayson Mask. I have with me Daniel and JD of Networking with Purpose. And this was kind of an organization. I knew these guys from, honestly, like early as uh, UNT when I was going there, getting my bachelor's degree in finance. And really, I saw them kind of do this during college and, you know, post-graduation where they were taking an organization and going from city to city in Texas and teaching the purpose of networking and kind of meeting new um, organizations, meeting new groups. And, you know, especially for young professionals, when I kind of look around and kind of maybe some of the organizations I work with, this seems like it's kind of a you know, a skill set that's not taught enough, or maybe for some reason, young professionals don't really kind of pay attention to. So I really wanted to thank them again for coming in and explaining, you know, how that organization has been doing and what they have planned. So thank you again, guys, for, you know, jumping on this podcast and kind of explaining what you guys did with this organization and, um, you know, future goals you have. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Well, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, I guess I wanted to kind of first jump into what kind of led to the, I guess, the inspiration for that first networking with purpose tour. Um, what, what, what um, I guess, year did you guys do the first tour? Yeah. So the first, the first tour happened in 2019. And the reason why we started is because at UNT, Daniel and I, we were both leaders on campus we both had, you know, reputable careers, you know, during college. And so we were both leaders on campus. We were both focused on helping people, motivating people, inspiring people to be better and utilize the college experience. And so what we did is we literally met in a room one day and just talking about how important networking is and how networking has helped us and we drawed up a game plan and we literally just said you know we'll we'll do events and see how it goes and see how people react and then go from there and so we didn't necessarily have everything figured out but we wanted to be a big help because you know with conversations and talking to a lot of our peers throughout college at UNT, we noticed that a lot of our peers had different fears toward networking and had different obstacles and didn't really enjoy networking. And so we see the importance of networking and not saying that our peers don't, but we seen that at an early stage because of the 
because of our involvement in different organizations and being put in uncomfortable situations where you got to walk up and talk to a stranger that you don't know and mm. pitch your business or pitch your brand, whatever the case may be, or pitch your organization. And so we've seen that at an early stage and we just wanted to be of assistance to, you know, our peers and everyone, you know, that we encounter in life. And so we drawed up a game plan and we literally just went from there and was like, we'll see where it goes. We'll keep pushing. We'll keep putting ideas out and we'll keep putting our passion and our heart into it mm-hmm. and and just see where life will take us. And it has been, you know, moving forward ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's I think the common thread with everything that J.D. said was there's this aspect of service and impact that we had on the forefront of what we wanted to do ultimately with the tour. And so even looking at our brands and reputations where we were back in school, we saw that what people viewed us as were individuals of integrity, individuals of people who, you know, served and helped people and mentor people. And when we think about our experience through school and now in the corporate world, relationships and the ones that we've created and maintained have been a huge proponent to the things that we've seen, not only here with networking with the purpose, but in our own personal lives, our careers. And so we believe that this aspect of networking and building relationships, well, that may be a gap for many young people and professionals or whichever generation you fall with. What, how do the relationships that you currently have reflect the type of life that you want to live? And so if we could come up with something that could bridge a gap for individuals where they can come to an event where they can meet someone or interact with someone who may be in a place that they aspire to be, then that's the gap fillers that we wanted to be because that's what we were in college. So this was kind of our effort to brand and formalize something to where we could bring that value back to other people who were asking the same exact questions as us when we graduated. Mm -hmm. What do I want to do with my life? Um, What do I want my career to look like? Am I an entrepreneur? Do I want to start my own business? Like, where do I take all these different paths? Well, I don't have an experience. I don't know any people. These are the type of questions that we had. And so we wanted to think solution focused. How can we help people be able to answer those questions? Not for us to look good, but to show that when you do truly intentionally network and build the right relationships, you can find people who will champion the things that you want to do with your life the same way that we have had people champion what we wanted to do with ours yes sir yeah you guys um both kind of echoed the importance of with that versed event being kind of i guess network fillers that where you kind of took people from maybe different groups that maybe originally weren't uh hanging out or networking with each other and then you kind of brought them um you know to the first event so what was the i guess the planning behind the first event? Cause I remembered, was it like at a Fuddruckers or I think I saw something like that. How did that, uh, you know, how did that arrangement go? Yeah. So the first event was definitely at Fuddruckers. And then I remember that I believe that event was in 2018. So that was before we actually started our first networking with purpose tour, but we figured that if we put a, event together with both of our networks, we we just figured that we could bring people out that were interested in networking and interested in building their network and just growing, you know, on a professional level and a personal level. And so we had, you know, planned it and we were 
focused on just bringing the best out of the the people that you know ended up showing up to the event and so we held an event i actually remember it was a rainy night i was just about to say <laughs> it was yeah. it was grayson when i tell you it was a rainy night we didn't we didn't know how many people would show up but we ended up having was it about at least 20 to 25 yeah it was actually upwards know. close to 40 yeah so yep. see see so um we just you know planned that specific event and figured that people would show up that were interested in networking and interested in building their network at the same time and so we had we had strategically planned for that event to be geared towards you know what are what are the aspects around networking what are ways that you can network and that was Honestly, that was the foundation of us starting the 2019 Texas Networking with Purpose Tour mm -hmm. because we seen the the impact that that specific event had. We had people that met other professionals at the event for the first time and were interacting with uh, you know other professionals that was there that had the same mindset and had the same vision of what they wanted to get out of this attended a specific event, they were talking like they known each other for five to 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was just like the impact of the event, like the environment, you know, it was positive vibes. Everyone was focused on, you know, what can I learn? What can I gain from this specific event? And so that's the ultimate goal that we wanted to have out of that event is to see, you know, what what can we create when we put a lot of positive driven, goal oriented, you know, vision focused professionals in a room together and just see what it creates. And it created it created greatness. A lot of a lot of the professionals that attended our event in 2018 and attended our Texas Network on Purpose tour in 2019. Still keep in touch with each other. So mm -hmm. that that that's always the the ultimate goal in regards to you know building those lifelong relationships. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I'll even say to that specific event that we had, like you mentioned, the rainy night. Um, I'm sure many people have been to different professional groups or networking events. But one thing specifically that we wanted to do with people who attended to really make us unique was actually have the attendees share what they felt like they wanted their desired career or business or brand to look like out loud. Um, and so we actually had everyone that attended share, you know, whether you had things figured out, whether you didn't. You know, share where you actually want to go and one, what support do you need? So having people ask, OK, so if I had this person, you know, I really feel like I could help my brand or my creative aspect go from here to here. OK, great. Well, just like what J.D. said, well, here goes someone over here who's actually already doing this. Now that he's now heard your vision and what you want to do, you guys can now have an intentional connection because now it makes sense. It's not like you you walk around, you have your business card, you shake your hands. Maybe, you know, some people aren't as <laughs> extroverted as most people. But when you put people in a position 
position where it's okay not to have things figured out. You still have value to give. People will be attracted to that. And so that's how, like what JD said, we found people who kept these relationships even since we had that event because they had something to interact with and they learned more about each other just from even being in a room for an hour and a half, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, so I I really enjoyed that part. And I think that's what makes what we do so unique is because like what JD said, it's positive, it's goal oriented, it's very intentional. And that's what we want to bring to networking, not where you meet someone just to take something from them, but you actually have something mutual beneficial to give to one another for where you're trying to go. Mm-hmm. No, and you guys kind of uh, touched up a lot on, you know, what makes you guys unique from maybe a standard networking event that kind of pops up. And it seems like you guys, you know, took this unique strategy and did ner- uh, networking with purpose into, you know, full tour into all these different cities. I guess what made you guys decide on, you know, doing a a kind of a tour on different cities compared to maybe just sticking to the DFW area? Yeah. So one thing that we realized is during our tenure at UNT, during our collegiate career, we were connected in all aspects. So we had connections at Texas Tech. We had connections at University of Houston. We had connections at Baylor. We had connections at PV. And so my point in regards to that is that we had, we started to establish connections throughout the state of Texas. So we figured, you know, why just benefit Dallas, you know, we were in the DFW area. Why just benefit Dallas when we can benefit, you know, throughout the state of Texas? And so that's when we figured that we could reach audiences beyond UNT. And so we just sat down and game planned and figured that, you know, if we travel through different cities throughout Texas, not only are we building our brand and helping others learn the importance of networking, but we're getting the same value in return. And so that's exactly what happened. We, you know, we seen, you know, the benefits that were that were put in regards to the planning, the late night hours, staying up to 2 a.m., 3 a.m., trying to figure things out and, you know, focusing on what can come from establishing the tour. And so with us building those connections throughout the state of Texas, we figured, why not? You know, it's a lot it's a lot of people that we know and we don't know that could benefit from our events. And so we were like, we're just gonna go for it. And then that that's exactly what we did. And since that time period of having the first networking with purpose tour, we've gained a lot of connections. We've learned a lot. The the professionals that have attended our event have learned a lot and it's a lot of value that's being added on on both parties. And so that's always the goal, you know, in any relationship, any friendship, any business partnership, sponsorship, whatever it may be, is both parties are receiving value. And that's what that's always what we strive for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think same thing, like we said in the beginning, like everybody was having the same questions of what they wanted to do with their career. What was their end goal? And so we recognize that even from the value that we got from that event and the feedback that we got, like JD said, the exchange of value to me isn't limited to just your internal network. There are things that you don't know that other people will know that other people need to hear. 
And so that's where we were like, okay, well, we know that our brands and like JD said, our networks expand way outside of the DFW area. Well, we need to get out there and exchange that same value as well, because there are college students post-grad, you know, that are going through these post-grad depressions or going through these. How do I prepare for this time when I graduate? How can we get in front of them? with the type of event that we had in Denton to show them like, hey, there are relationships, there are people that will be invested and will be able to support you in the same capacity that everyone had felt in that event. And so that's, yeah, the the expansion of it made the most sense because we knew that what we were trying to do was something that a lot of people needed, just like we needed it. So I think that's what really led to us going city to city as well. Mm-hmm. And w- with kind of the planning of, you know, going city to city, I've kind of done like some, you know, I've worked with some events and worked with some nonprofits on putting kind of events together, but I I kind of wanted to ask, you know, from the logistics perspective, you know, how do you guys plan, you know, is it, do you go after the speakers first? Do you find sponsors first? Do you look at the venues kind of first thing, which is like, I guess the, I'm wondering which is the number one priority, like first thing out of the gate? Yeah. So the number one priority is first finding the speakers for the event and then, you know, and then coming up with the venues or reaching out to different venues in the area or wherever we're trying to have an event at. The speakers are the, are the most important aspect, you know, because you want speakers that will reach different audiences, you know, they're different audiences being reached and those speakers that touch professionals from different backgrounds are are more important than where we're actually hosting the event at. You know, we and, and that shows from example of hosting events at restaurants. You know, we've hosted events at Footworkers, we've hosted events at other different restaurants. And so the most important aspect you know, to us in regards to planning is making sure that we have speakers that will resonate with the audience. If we have those type of speakers that will resonate with the audience, then everything else is covered. And that helps us in the planning stages because people want to, when when they look at certain events or when they think about attend at certain events or when they tell their friends, you know, should I attend this? Should I not attend this? They think about, you know, who's going to be there? You know, can I gain something from attending that event? Can I learn something from that speaker? So we we definitely approach the the planning strategy from, from speaker first and then, you know, making sure we have a nice venue because obviously, you know, people want to attend nice spaces, nice areas, and then going from there and, and and taking it to where people can feel like they gain something from coming to our events. Yeah. I mean, the environment is only as good as the people in it. And so I think I remember exactly. there'd be late nights that we were staying up and we would literally draw on a board in the College of Business room. We would be there till like 12, 1 a.m. at UNT, just drawing on the board and we would (laughs) map out different industries because we never wanted to have one speaker so similar to the next. We wanted them to have different experience, something of different value that they could give people. And so we were so intentional about this is what we want from an industry. Okay, what's their character? What's their integrity? You know, what, what brand do they currently have so that when other people hear from them, how will they receive it? Like we went into so much detail 
from the people because that's what the the value is. Um, so I think that's that just goes back to JD point of just from a logistical standpoint, the environment is is whatever you make it, but the people are everything to it. Um, yeah, you won't be able to hear feedback. <laughs> you finna get your breath. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, people more important than the environment. Mm -hmm. No, like I, yeah, I wanted to kind of ask, you know, once you guys had that kind of set up with the speaker, the venue, you know, you had like sponsors. Mm -hmm. What I guess, uh, you know, I want to touch up on like the sponsors. Was there yeah. any difficulty in, you know, approaching someone on, I guess, being on a, a fund, like a networking event like this, uh, you know, if it's, maybe your first like tour across Texas or was it like people you knew very well? Yeah. I mean, at least with our first tour, we one had to do a lot of learning curves when it came to sponsorship. So for the most part, me and JD did everything. We, we sponsored <laughs> our own event. We prepared the environment. Um, we paid for the food. And I think that's what you hear in, in natural, like people who start up anything is that the first investment that they make is to into themselves before other people believe in them. But the even after we finished the tour, when you talk about sponsorship, we got so many opportunities from other people that saw what we were doing and said, hey, I want to get involved. OK, can I pay for your food at the next event? OK, can you come out and speak at our, our school or speak at our scholarship foundation that JD was a part of? Um, just different opportunities like that where people were seeing, OK, well, I've now seen you do something. I now see what it represents. Now I want to talk to you about sponsorship. And I think prior to when the pandemic was happening, we were we had really spread a lot of our influence into different areas, not just business, but we started to get into education, getting into the classrooms, talking to students, not just college students, but also high school students going into college. Um, what value could we bring to them with the original environments that we had with the tour? So it, we had to do it first. And we had to do the late nights and it was just me and JD. We were our own team. And then that's when the opportunities where people wanted to do videography, wanted to bring us on podcasts, wanted to talk to us about the things that we were doing. So that's really how that all kind of planned out. So that's where those things start to be incorporated and in how we made decisions to our tour now and what it looks like. Okay. And, you know, after the tour, you know, with some of the sexes um, that you guys had with some of these cities, was there any main, uh, I guess, ideas that came up or, uh, you know, any huge successes that you were very proud of on one of the cities? And then was there any maybe challenges that popped up that made you think, OK, maybe next time we'll pivot for an in-person event, we'll do something different from, you know, what happened in this city? Yeah, so... One of the things that we were most proud of in regards to the events was that the fact that everyone that attended of that attended our events were interactive. It wasn't just, you know, professionals from that specific area. So we we toured Dallas, Waco, Houston, Austin, and San Antonio. And so the professionals and the leaders that showed up to our events weren't weren't there just to be there. And so mm -hmm. They were interactive, they were asking questions, they were involved, and they were actually networking and came to the event with a purpose to intentionally network, which is the purpose that we have for our events and our tour. And so they were involved and were 
were really interested in finding out more information about, you know, how can I network? What can I gain from networking? You know, what are some ways to network? Because not everybody knows how to network. And so that's something that we're very proud of is that the fact that the participants that showed up to our events were involved in not just sitting there bored or didn't really know what to do or didn't really interact with everyone else that was at the events. It was it was a case of everyone that that attended our events, they followed each other, they connected with each other, and they're still connected with each other. And that's the long-term goal, is those lifelong relationships. And that's something that we always mention, those life, lifelong relationships, those genuine relationships that we build and those connections that we have to to go to in life. Because, mm. you know, it may be something that I don't know, but Daniel might know. And if he don't know, it's someone in our network that knows it. And so the professionals and the participants that showed up to our event, they had that mindset. And that's something that we're definitely proud about because our ultimate goal in this networking with Purpose Tour is to deliver value in our participants, our professionals that have showed up to our event have definitely been given value and we have been given value in return and we're learning just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for your your other question with like the struggles or like the headwinds that we had to go through, um, you you learn a lot about just what support looks like for people who have a brand and a business. So I can, you know, being transparent and honest, I know me and JD had a lot of support or a lot of people who liked the idea of what we were doing, go, that's awesome, do it. But they weren't necessarily true supporters or true advocators in that space for really helping us, you know, spread our mission or spread the type of value that we were trying to do, which happens in business. Um, that mm-hmm. happens all the time. You know, everybody isn't going to see the same things that you see um, for the impact that you want to make. And so that was definitely the first one. When you talk about trying to brand and market a different event that one people have never heard of, people don't know what they're going to expect when they get here. So you're only relying on what J.D. and Daniel are saying about what value they can get from this event, mm-hmm. you know. Some people may be like, yeah, I'm with you. I'll stand with you. You know, I haven't been to an event, but, you know, I'll market it like it's my own. And some people, you know, OK, cool. Well, that's that's good for you and J.D. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's things like that that I, I feel like it, it shapes and it molds you during the journey. Uh, but also just putting on an event, especially when we talk about restaurants. Well, me and JD didn't buy out the restaurant, so there's still people there. Um, there's still people <laughs> eating. There's still music playing. So you start thinking about, okay, well, we've had events where we're literally trying to hold an event. And I mean, it's like 40, 50 people. And you got Britney Spears coming through <laughs> the sound intercom. Try, as you're trying to communicate, you got guest speakers coming in and you having trouble hearing them because there's a game on in the back and it's college football or college <laughs> basketball and everybody's just loud. So it's things like that that we're like, OK, well, we needed to go through this so that way we can understand how to better adapt for the next one. So I look forward to the more headwinds and the more struggles that we'll have because it'll continually it'll continually teach us how to better revamp and adapt to, again, always exchange that value that we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And you kind of ended with, you know, after those headwinds with, you know, revamping into a new structure and, you know, with you guys next tour being virtual, you know, it seems like, 
you guys definitely adapted to the new, you know, COVID-19 situation. Right. Is there, you know, going to be any major, you know, key wins or differences that you think will come in networking virtually compared to, you know, what you've got done in the past with a face-to-face? I think the the biggest thing is the, the fact that with COVID-19 and a lot of professionals and a lot of people adjusting to different circumstances and different opportunities, I honestly think it'll be much more opportunity virtually than it was in person. You know, you literally have to just click a button and you can, you know, hear Mm -hmm. professionals talking from different backgrounds. You don't have to, you don't have to drive. You don't have to worry about food. You don't have to worry about any of that. You can literally just, you know, click a button from the comfort of your bed and receive knowledgeable and valuable advice and resources and tools to better your career, better your profession, whatever that might be. And so I definitely believe that with the virtual aspect of the upcoming tour, it'll benefit people in ways that that they can, you know, continue to change, continue to grow, continue to mature in their professional avenues and also gain those tools and resources that, you know, even if they weren't able to to attend an in-person event, they'll be able to gain those tools now, you know, by the simple click of a button. And something that we all noticed with the COVID, you know, transition is that a lot of events are starting to be geared towards virtual. And so that's what that's the space that's starting to take over right now in mm-hmm. this in this day and age. And so that's what we want that's what we're planning to take advantage of. And you can you can still build your network, you can still learn, you can still grow, you can still connect with like-minded people, like-minded professionals virtually just as much as you can in person. And so we'll we definitely think that hosting this event virtually will continue to offer and deliver the value that we deliver in person just as much as as virtually. Yeah. Just to hyperscale our goals, like you said, to bring value to people. I think when we finished our first tour, we got a lot of people asking us, okay, can you come to the Atlantas? Can you come to the LAs? Can you come to all these major cities? And so of course to us, this is exciting. We, we'd love to go, but now like JD talked about, the business landscape has totally changed with COVID-19. So now if you don't have the ability to meet with people in person, can you still give them the same amount of value? And so we had to ask ourselves the same questions too, because we're trying to build a brand just like everybody is trying to build their brand or business. So I think now what it allows us to do is in the old world, which is crazy to think it's probably (laughs) going to be an old world, is in the old world, we would have, you know, traveled to New York for a weekend or we would have traveled to Atlanta for a weekend. And now with the format that we have today, we can virtually travel to New York. We can virtually travel to Atlanta and L.A. all in the same day Mm -hmm. through our session. 
and still be able to exchange that value at a hyper-skilled point. So now it's it, it becomes that much more easier to truly communicate our mission and our goal of what we want networking with a purpose to look like because we're not limited by the confinements of time or proximity. Um, and so now that will allow for more people to be able to engage in. So for those who didn't want to make the drive, for the people that weren't available at the time, or even for the people that can't make it at all and we need to record it, and we can have that available and ready for them. And so now we talk about having value, being able to be exchanged and we're not even there, you know, or having different social media content that we can pull from those virtual events and putting them on social media. Um, so there's just so many different opportunities that we'll have to truly be able to scale out what we're trying to do. And we think virtual will help us do that the most. Mm-hmm. So you touched up on like, um, you know, certain parts of the planning process with this new um, kind of virtual planning is, I guess, le- with the logistics, with the, you know, no need to look at a venue and like some of these other things that you want to have to worry about, uh, that you would have to worry about in an in-person event, you know, is there, I guess, any differences in the planning process? Like, are you guys, um, putting the man hours into something else if you don't have to, I guess, worry about the venue right now? So most definitely. And so the time that we would usually spend trying to figure out the venue location and the amount of people that we were have attending our events, a lot of our effort now with us planning on a virtual tour is the marketing and branding aspect because that's, you know, that's very important to the both of us. And so we're focused on, you know, getting the content out there, getting people aware that we're launching another tour, a part two of our tour that we started in 2019. And so a lot of our efforts have been focused on marketing and branding because that's an important aspect in getting people to be advised of what's going on and getting the attention of the professionals that are attending our first event in the professionals that didn't attend our first event, but were curious about what we had going on and what Mm -hmm. value we we were delivering. And so that's been a lot of our focus right now. And I'm actually thankful for it because it it takes a load off of us, you know, with, with it just being, you know, me and Daniel and a few of our colleagues and peers that have assisted in the process is very challenging, especially <laughs> working a nine to five and balancing family duties and balancing, you know, our our work duties and working to launch a, a networking with purpose tour. It takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of diligence, a lot of patience, especially with you know, planning for for different, you know, cities and reaching out to different venues. But now we have that opportunity where we don't have to even worry about a venue. We don't have to worry about food. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We don't have to worry about those things. So that's allowing us to focus on other aspects of doing something of this magnitude that will help us progress and help us bring more people out to not only learn the importance of networking, but to embrace it and to carry it, carry that on for for a lifetime. Yeah. And the customer experience as well. 
Um, I think that's a really big focus for us because our customer experience was at the expense of the venue that we had it at, which I can't control what the restaurant looks like. So I can't control the experience that the people that are coming to our events have because there's too many variables. So now what me and JD can do, well, this is this is our environment. It's virtual. So we have to come up with different engagement strategies that we need to do to work with people that are attending the event. We need to come up with different ways to keep people active and engaged and making sure that we can exchange the same value as we did in person. Because I do think there is a lot of value in communicating things face to face in comparison to virtual. But we're going to have to figure out how to adapt. But at least now we have the time and the mental clarity to not worry about, I got to get to this venue at this time. I got to make sure that they get all of this together on time for the event. We set the room, we set the tone, and we decide what we want people to get out of it as much as we could possibly control it to be. Mm-hmm. When you kind of, uh, when you guys mentioned earlier with, you know, the idea of not having to worry about a drive and that you can be able to kind of network virtually, I wanted to kind of ask you guys thoughts on, you know, the app Clubhouse, when it kind of blew up during COVID, you know, have you guys been using that? And if so, you know, do you see long-term potential in an app like this when, you know, maybe apps similar have kind of uh, popped up in the past? I'm glad you had that, asked that question. <laughs> so I actually was communicating with a friend about Clubhouse and she was telling me how important it would be to something of the nature of what we were what we're doing right now in regards to our tour. And so I I personally haven't been using it a lot. I haven't really found a lot of value in it. Um I guess that's because of the rooms that pop up. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm like this is not this is not appealing to me. This is not important. I really don't care. But you know, obviously there are some important aspects of Clubhouse, but we actually have discussed that in the past in regards to possibly tailoring our events towards Clubhouse. Mm. But personally speaking, I haven't seen anything yet that would, you know, make me want to host several events or host an event through Clubhouse. But as we know, you know, with every with something that's being, you know, carried out for the past six months to a year, you never know where it can go. And so we're all learning as we grow. And so it's definitely something that is on our radar, but we haven't officially taken that, you know, step or that leap to say you know, we'll be utilizing Clubhouse because mm-hmm. I've honestly had the Clubhouse app and the amount of times that I've actually gotten on Clubhouse, like I could probably count <laughs> on on one hand probably three or four times. So mm-hmm. so we're definitely looking into it. We've, ta- we've talked about it, but I haven't really seen anything yet that will make us pivot towards Clubhouse or utilizing that platform. So, but... Nowadays, with social media platforms, you just never know where it can go. So mm-hmm. I, I, I value the platform and I respect it, but we just haven't really geared, you know, towards Clubhouse 100 percent. But it is a possibility in the future. Yeah, I think it's the Clubhouse is a, like you said, a great platform app, which we see these now. Like you can take any app and turn it into a platform. 
to share whatever. So the good in that is that if you do have something significant to share, you have access to thousands of people who can literally jump in and listen to your perspective. The problem with it is if you aren't don't really have any significance, you can also do the exact same thing and communicate a negative message that people probably don't need to be hearing. Um, so I think I think at least with our brand and our business, we always want to maintain a set of values, which I think what we share today is a lot of in intimacy and intentionality behind what we have with networking. And I think what we don't want to do is trivialize it to a point to where we can't really connect with people if the only voices that they're hearing are ours. You mm -hmm. know, so the aspect of having, you know, the stage and the participants and, you know, of course, there can be some dialogue, but it's so difficult through the app because you got people you can come off mute, you can do this. And so it's it's very difficult to manage the intentionality for what we're trying to achieve with people on the tool. But I do think that with the TikToks and the whatever else is probably going to come out to where you can find different platforms to share your perspective. I definitely do see us leveraging some form of a platform that fits our values in order to move forward our mission. And I think we're just in a learning phase that most people are, where right. most businesses, we're trying to figure out, okay, that this is what this app does. Okay. Does this fit? Okay. Let's, let's look at this one. But we, we definitely are maximizing whichever platforms, social media, media wise, we can use to, again, just help us move our mission. But mm -hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll see what happened with Clubhouse, but it is a great <laughs> platform. It is a great platform All for right. those who do say something good. I heard you be on TikTok every day. Nah, I, I heard that's JD. TikTok is wild. I must say, TikTok I, is a wild I, app. What a, I, I haven't even downloaded it yet. Yeah, I've downloaded it for sure a couple of times, and you can get stuck there, Grayson. I don't know if you have. See, but look, see, see, that's you that's, can get stuck there for hours. That's my thing. Is I've had several people tell me you can literally be on TikTok for three or four hours, and I was like, nope. I'm not gonna do it. For sure. I'm not gonna do They'll it. They'll lock you in. Because these social it. media knows you. They know your your habits, your tactics. No, my favorite thing, you know, they I remember people telling me about TikTok that, you know, they have this insane algorithm to see, you know, what videos like a friend was telling me of like what videos you're watching, because then that's like all they'll show you. Yeah. And I remember telling them like, oh, okay, that's why all my vids are twerking vids. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, for real though. To be honest, that's real, Gracie. For real, they know everything. So whatever you're doing on your phone, TikTok knows. They know everything. So, so, so that, so that's what you be watching. Hey man, I don't, I don't judge no man. I, got, I understand, man. But, uh, but I kind of want to ask you guys, you know, to wrap this up. I wanted to ask, you know, on some of the benefits of the networking with purpose. Have you guys kind of uh, you know, use the skills you've learned from this organization, you know, maybe into interviews or put it on your resume or just like companies you've talked to? Yeah, no, I, I definitely have. And I, I put it almost right at the top of my resume, uh, to be honest, because I I always want to let, especially because I, I work from home, I have a corporate career too. And so trying to manage this, like JD said, is a task in itself. But I think what it shows is a level of discipline, time management, relationship building, social skills, uh, storytelling, presentation skills, all these different things that you need in the corporate environment. I can showcase this to you in everything that I do outside of work. So absolutely, it, it's helped me in my career. It's helped me in other businesses and endeavors that I want to do because I think the art of building relationships 
is cross-functional. It doesn't really matter what you do. It's if you know people and you can get to know people really well and you can exchange value with them. I don't think there's any limitation that there is on your career, especially if you can do it proficiently from a corporate standpoint to navigate who you know in this area that can help you get to this point and so on and so forth. So it's it's been tremendous for me. And I let people know all of the time. I have a brand, I have a business, you can support it. Um, and I always let them know that anything that I do is transferable here. And so I've even been in positions to where my job will actually pay for any events that I do from a business or brand standpoint that they can tie it back to the value that I bring at work. And so just knowing that, like, that's why I feel like it's just so important to wear what you do on your sleeves, because regardless of whether you're in an environment that benefits from it, there are people that will hear that and say, okay, well, if you're doing this, I want to help too. And so that's really what it's allowed me to do is be able to create those opportunities for me. Mm -hmm. I've definitely used that in every aspect of my professional and personal career. Um, just going through the process of planning a, a networking with purpose tour, it's a lot. Like I said, with with it just being two of us, it's a lot that goes into it. A lot that our participants and the professionals that are attend that attend our events really don't see, you know, behind the scenes. But as it molds us as leaders, as you know, as future business owners and current business business owners, it just shows us that anything is possible. And so I've used it in interviews. I've used it in my nine to five. Um, just the learning aspects, the the benefits of networking. I've met directors. I've met executive directors and leadership that are higher up and I've been able to hold genuine conversations with them because of the things that I've seen with hosting a networking with purpose tour. Cause a lot of a lot of people our age, you know, might be nervous or might be shy or might not know how to network at all, in which that's totally fine. You know, that's why we're here, that's why we're planning these events. That's why we're hosting these events because we understand that because we were in that sta that same stage during college. And so with the specific networking on purpose tour that has helped us grow and, you know, helped me not only see that networking is important wherever you go, whether you're working a nine to five, whether you're full-time entrepreneur, whether you're a business owner or whatever the case may be, but it has allowed me to be able to hold a conversation with someone that I really don't know that well, or yeah, someone that's sure. in higher leadership, mm -hmm. or someone that's trying to, to pivot in their careers. And so I've definitely utilized the skills and the knowledge and the resources that I've gained from the network networking with purpose tour and and like we said at the beginning, just as much as our participants and the professionals that are attending our events are learning, we're learning along the way. And so a lot of this is project management, marketing, yep. branding, yep. public relations, communications, mm -hmm. you know, email marketing. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot that goes into planning for 
an event of this magnitude, a tour of this magnitude that helps me progress in my professional and personal life. And I just embrace it and continue learning and continue growing and walking every room with an open mindset. Mm-hmm. No, that's um, really cool to hear. And uh, I want to thank you guys again for, you know, not explaining just how the past tours have done, but also, you know, what you're kind of expecting with this new virtual tour, how, you know, the skills and mindsets from these tours have influenced your personal careers, your friendships, um, you know, what you're doing on a day-to-day basis and, you know, just your thoughts on, you know, not how the importance of networking and how it's, you know, helped so many kind of people that you know. So thank you again, guys, for, you know, coming on this podcast and just explaining all this. I think it'll be, you know, a very interesting episode and I definitely want to tell anyone, you know, interested in kind of meeting new people to check out the upcoming tour and, you know, make sure that the link is in the description of the podcast and, um, yeah, just check out those links and, you know, be a part of it. Yeah, man, we we definitely thank you and appreciate for appreciate you for bringing us on the podcast today. You're you you've always been a genuine person in my network, and you've always been someone that's willing to lend a hand, and that will always be appreciated. And just like we've mentioned throughout the podcast, those lifelong relationships are meaningful. You know mm-hmm. th- that that's what that's what gets you know, all of us to that next level. And so I appreciate you and, you know, we appreciate you giving us the opportunity to be on your podcast. And this will definitely not be the last time. (laughs) Thank you for the platform. man. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Platinum Mask podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the PlatinumMask.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at graymask12. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through maskgrayson at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Don't forget to like and subscribe to stay fully up to date. Until next time, raise a glass to success, no matter how you define it.